0: been covering this for a while now here on the program, the depressed state of the dairy markets. In some ways, more th- ways than one. Obviously, prices are depressed, but certainly producers are feeling it emotionally as well. Scary side note to all of this. Part of the backdrop is uh, people struggling with depression and things like that. I mean, we've heard coverage even about you know, the suicide risk for farmers is, is unbelievably high with the amount of pressures that they face every day. New York Times piece on that a while back. NPR had some coverage of that as well, and it's and, and certainly an important thing to talk about. Now, hopefully everyone is, is uh, above board as far as that con- is concerned and is taking care of themselves, but it has not been easy for dairy producers um, a lot of other sectors as well, but uh, certainly dairies is the biggest game in town here in Northwest Washington, as and especially in Whatcom County, at least, uh, as far as agriculture and, and farming goes uh, in terms of the number of people involved, the amount of value that it brings to the local economy, the significance to the local uh, farming community and culture. And so it's just kind of become accepted of late that well prices are terrible, a lot of operations right now, uh, if they look at things day to day, they're losing money. Uh, and they're hoping for a time when they can start gaining ground again and eventually start making money again. What, what are these markets doing? How long is it going to stay this low? Maybe a little bit of encouraging information in the numbers this week and, uh, joining us right now, Lee Milky, uh, formerly a uh, radio host, uh, with the sunrise show back in the old days and, uh, with Dairy Line Communications after that and, and, uh, Still a columnist that's uh, syndicated nationally on dairy markets. Welcome to the program this morning, Lee. And maybe a little bit of of light at the end of the tunnel, uh, you're saying? Yes,
1: Dylan, thank you. Yes, uh, hopefully it's not a train, but uh, (laughs) the global dairy trade auction on Tuesday this week was up 2.7%. And that's encouraging. We saw good, strong commercial uh, disappearance of dairy products in February and March. April's looking good. We saw good U.S. dairy exports in February, the latest figures. And yesterday we got the March milk production report, and U.S. milk output appears to be slowing. Mm but it's still topped a year ago for the 51st consecutive month and that's a lot of milk and that's the primary problem that we have is not so much the lack of demand but too much milk to produce dairy products
0: the the milk marketing system is notoriously complex um, and I won't even attempt to explain how it works because I don't even fully understand all the details of it. I, I've tried to wrap my mind around at least the basics. Even with as complicated as this all is and, and, and as hard as it is sometimes to figure out how that price ultimately gets determined, the, the price that the producer here in Whatcom County gets for their milk uh, it still ultimately is an issue of supply and demand, right? And and that's oh. been the issue. The amount of milk being produced is, in a lot of cases, just too much in different categories.
1: Yes, yes. and And it only takes roughly a 2% surplus to affect the remaining 98% of the milk price. And so we have looked in the past at supply management programs, and we tried the whole herd buyout program back in the 80s, and that was a success, but the government is hesitant to do that kind of program again because it does have ripple effects in other markets, that's true, but at any rate, it, it does still come down to the law of supply and demand, and right now, however, milk prices aren't even paying the cost of producing the milk. And so we are seeing increasing numbers of dairy farms that are calling it quits. Uh, culling is up, as I put in my column. A lot more dairy cows are ending up at McDonald's these mm. days because the low milk prices and the creeping higher feed prices are pinching dairymen in, in the middle. And they can't carry on for very long with that type. Nobody who's listening to us this morning could stay in business if they saw their incomes at the same level they were five years ago, let's say.
0: As far as milk prices go, I saw an interesting graphic a while back showing milk prices over the the past 15 and 20 years, and and some of those numbers are sadly lower than they were that many years ago uh, with the phenomenon that's underway.
1: We had a great year in 2014, and a lot of that was due to China. Uh, getting into the market and importing a lot of dairy products, and that boosts global prices. And uh, that, of course, uh, in turn brings U.S. milk prices up as well. But China has not been in the market as much. Some speculation is that they overbought. Others are saying that they're supplying more of their own needs or finding other sources. Um, We can't export all of our surplus But what we do export, we are doing well at it, and we're making money, um, but it's just not enough.
0: Well, the last time you and I talked about the the concerns about the dairy markets and how things were low and could potentially even go lower, I think that was back, I want to say, in January. And since then, I've been watching your weekly updates, and I've been seeing a lot of mention of uh, increases in production, that even with the low prices, uh, the production, the amount of milk being produced— has continued to go go up. But is that what's causing this shift now, that that number is finally turning around where less milk is being produced here, at least in terms of what's happening in the United States and in the markets we directly compete with?
1: The gains are slowing, as this report that came out on Friday indicates. The increase in milk output uh, is slowing, but it's still above a year ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, For March, it was up one-and-a-half percent from a year ago, and that may not sound like a big increase, but when you put that over the number of cows in, in the country, we're talking 17.8 billion pounds in the 23 highest states. Now, there's a interesting phenomena in the dairy industry has been there for many, many years. When milk prices go up, milk production goes up, and when milk prices go down, milk production goes up.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep.
1: And the idea is um, put on more cows, produce more milk, and make it up in volume. Well, that can only last for so long, and eventually it doesn't work that way anymore. And what dairy farmers have found in the past and better managing and um, just riding herd on 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 the the cows that they were milking, If they did a better job in feeding regiments and things like that, they could probably make more money per cow Hmm. by better managing. But you can only manage so much. And and But even
0: even that, what you're talking about there, is still increasing production, right?
1: Yes, but if you're feeding less to get more output per cow...
0: Right, more efficient production, yeah.
1: It's more efficient production, and your bottom line looks better.
0: Now, you're saying that the increase in... Milk, essentially. The increase in production is slowing, but it's still increasing by yep. those those what seem to be small percentages, but amount to significant amounts of product, and with everything so tight it, and that makes a big difference on the market. Um w- I guess you, you want to see that as far as prices, you want to see that go the other direction. That's not going to happen, but really what affects it then also is consumption. And, and if you have consumption, for instance, increasing, you can have increasing production. Oh, what, yeah. what are we seeing on that side of the equation?
1: Well, if we look at the percentage of uh, the rate of increase in population and compare that to the increase in milk output, um, technically, bottom line, the U.S. is a milk-deficit country. Now, <laughs> that will really confuse a lot of people, um, but we import a lot of dairy products as well. So it's not a, a real solid factor to, to, to point out. Even though we don't produce enough milk to feed our own country, uh, a lot of that is made up by the you know, amount of cheese and butter that we do import.
0: So what's the what are the brightest spots here in the report this week? I, I I scanned through and you were actually talking about some prices going up. Believe it or not, what well, prices are on the way up?
1: Yes, we 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 are seeing you know strong milk uh, our cheese prices were on, on the block cheese price we're at a dollar sixty and a quarter per pound. Um, that's that's a, a good price for this time of the year, and you know a lot of people have asked me you know when you say well the cheese price went up a penny. Big deal. It's a penny. Well, for every penny on the cheese price, that's a dime on the milk price. Mm. And you take a dime times per hundredweight of milk produced on the farm, that can add up to a pretty good chunk of change. Looking at the class three futures, closing the settlements on Friday afternoon, we don't see a sixteen dollar per hundred weight level arrive until August. And I'm not even sure that sixteen dollars is gonna cover the cost of production for most dairy farms. And we're only looking at a peak of sixteen thirty five per hundredweight in September as as the peak for the year. That's not anything to write home about, or yeah. break out the champagne over. a course, can't afford champagne and, <laughs> and milk budgets either. So,
0: well, so what you're saying is there may be some increases, there may be some hope, we may see some prices going up, but the the outlook isn't uh, saying that. Well, all our worries are over.
1: No, and and here's here's the the other card that's you know, under the deck. And that is what happens this summer. If we see a lot of hot weather and some of the forecasts that I have seen is forecasting hot weather, we will see milk output in a lot of the larger producing regions of the country start to fall. And if we start seeing milk production falling and actually slip below a year ago level, Um, That will certainly boost prices. If we see China get back into the market, and and China has been in the market, um, not as much as perhaps we'd like to see, but uh, there's also issues with what's going on in New Zealand. And weather is not looking promising for them. I believe right now they're going through a lot of wet uh, a lot of rain, and so that's going to soften their milk output. And uh, Australia and New Zealand are the two largest dairy exporters uh, in the world, and the EU is, is, is right behind them or, or tied right in there with them. So, um, you know, we're not a regional U.S. market anymore. We're, we're a global market, so a lot can happen and change this scenario in a hurry if weather would,
0: there, you know. Yeah. Well, there's always cause and effect, though, too. I think over a large swath of the nation, like you talk about, if we end up seeing hotter and, and drier weather, it uh, could reduce milk production, could also um, potentially increase feed prices, though, too, couldn't it? Um, yeah. Cro- if crops don't do well?
1: Yep, that, that's true. Um,
0: <laughs> there's yeah, always the something.
1: is, people, uh, if the weather starts getting better here across the country, they're going to break out the cheeseburgers, That will help the cheese price, and we start, you know, making ice cream again as the weather warms up. And we're starting to see some draw away from the butter churns. The cream is starting to go into ice cream production as ice cream makers are gearing up for the ice cream season. You know, all these things—they—they—they're they're small at face value, but you add them all together, and they can have a significant impact.
0: And you talk about the weather, though—that's been in the headlines too. And, and for dairy producers in different parts of the country, that's been a, a thing. You were just telling me before we came on the air here about uh, back home for you, which is back in the Midwest, and they're dealing with uh, what? What were you saying? Something like eighteen inches of snow. They had a
1: very blizzard. Yeah. this week and in some parts, uh, you know, 12 to 15 inches of snow in mid-April. Now, one other factor before we run out of time here, Dylan, is in that regards the trade issue, all of the trade disputes, the trade wars, the ending of NAFTA. There's a lot of uncertainty hanging over the global market right now. We don't know what's going to happen if President Trump pulls us out of NAFTA the dairy industry could tailspin down even further. Hmm. We, Our exports, our dairy exports, particularly to Mexico, are extremely important for the U.S. dairy industry. And if something jeopardizes those exports... Uh, Katie, bar the door. We could have a, a real serious situation in the dairy industry.
0: And then on Worth top it, of that, we've uh, got politics going on right now, too, yep. as as the farm bill is uh, up in the air and yep. questions for, you know, obviously a lot of different sectors and industries and things like that. But what what is dairy? What are the dairy leaders saying about what they're seeing in the farm bill right now?
1: Well, the dairy title uh, was brought to the floor and the House Agriculture Committee has approved its version of the Farm Bill. Uh, most all Democrats are opposed to it, and there's a few Republicans that are questionable whether they would support it. And frankly, there are some things in the dairy title that I, you know, they, they, they're calling improvements, but I'm not sure. Um, we, we need a better safety net for the dairy industry than what this Farm Bill has to offer in my humble
0: opinion. Lee Milkey with us, a syndicated columnist covering dairy markets and dairy issues for decades. We appreciate your time and expertise on this and always nice to have you right here in in our backyard too, uh, up here in Whatcom County. Uh, We hope, that there is more light at the end of the tunnel, and that the light isn't just an oncoming train of, of even yeah. worse news, as you're <laughs> saying, could be with some of these, especially some of that trade stuff that you're you're mentioning. I mean, those are huge question marks, but that's that's scary stuff to even think about. So we'll all uh, keep our fingers crossed for the time being. Lee, thanks so much for your time this morning.
1: You bet. Thank you, Dylan.